Welcome to Real Life. Hi, I'm Jim Miller, and you're listening to the Real Life LA podcast, coming to you from multiple locations in the San Gabriel Valley of sunny Southern California. We're a church for everyone, and we exist to lead people to Jesus, a community of grace with a God-sized vision that reaches from generation to generation. As you hear today's message, we pray that God speaks specifically to you and opens your heart and inspires you to live each day with more joy, beauty, and wonder. Hey, Real Life Church, it's Pastor Jim. Merry Christmas to you. I am so glad we can celebrate this beautiful holiday together. God bless all of you. I hope you have a wonderful evening, wonderful celebration with family, friends, and whoever you get together with. Uh, God bless those of you who are in the chapel in our overflow room. And God bless those of you who are on our Glidora campus for the first time, worshiping in our new space over there. That's so exciting that we get to open those doors. Uh, and, uh, and God bless everybody online as well, everybody who's at home watching. Uh, let's, uh, let's take a minute, let's pray together, and let's uh, get into our Christmas story for the evening. Jesus, I thank you for being born to us, for walking this earth, for loving us so much that you wouldn't leave us alone. I thank you for coming in the flesh and enduring the humility of life on earth and the humiliation of the cross because you loved us, because you would give everything for us. So tonight, may we in our hearts deeply embrace how much you love us, how much you forgive us and call us to yourself. Jesus, may your peace reign in our lives tonight and every day. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be pleasing in your sight. Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. I'm not going to read you a biblical text, which is not from the traditional Christmas story, but it's a text about the giving of gifts. And I want to talk about the kind of gifts that God wants to give to us at Christmas. And so this is our Christmas text for the night from Matthew chapter 7. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And the one who knocks, to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. Christmas answers a very specific question for us. It does not tell us what God is. That's not the question it answers. You ever think about that? Like, what, what is God? Because God's not a human being. I mean, sometimes when people picture God, they picture a big old man with a big white fluffy beard. That's not God. That's the other guy at Christmas. What, what is God? He's not a human being. And honestly, he's as different from us as, as I am from, from my, my pets. I, you know, I have pets at my house, and I, I see how little they comprehend of what's going on in my mind. My, my dogs look at me, and they're like, you are a saint. We don't know who you are, but you are, you're wonderful. You feed us, and you love us. You're tremendous. They have no idea why I do what I do. My cat looks at me, having never lived in another human house, a cat whom I rescued from starvation, and she looks at me like, I've seen better. Like, you know, I've I'm only here until another offer comes. Right? But they, they have no idea what's going on in my mind. And, if, and if, I'm, if I'm that different from them, imagine how different I am from God. Imagine how, how little my conception of God is. 
compared to who he really is. And that's why at Christmas, God became human. He doesn't show us what he is. He became one of us. So Christmas doesn't really answer the question, what is God? It also doesn't answer the question, where is God? You ever, you ever wonder about that? Like where, exactly where is God right, right now? It's like that, the, the brother and the sister who wanted to know where God was. So they went to their dad and said, dad, where's God? And dad said, God's in heaven. And so then they went to their mom and they said, mom, where's God? And mom said, God's all around us. And then they went to their Sunday school teacher and said, where is God? And the Sunday school teacher said, God is inside of you. And the brother turned to the sister and goes, yeah, I don't think they know the answer to the question. Christmas doesn't tell us where God is because at Christmas, God came and joined us. God walked among us in human form. It doesn't tell us what God is. It doesn't tell us where God is. Christmas answers one question. Christmas tells us who God is. At Christmas, God came incarnate. That means in the flesh. God came in the flesh to translate the language of heaven into the language of humanity so we might know him and draw close to him and live life with him. Christmas answers the question, who is God? If you want to know who God is, look at Jesus. If you want to know how God thinks, look at Jesus. If you want to know what God feels, look at Jesus. Christmas tells us who God is. We've been in a series uh, for a while now uh, looking at uh, Christmas and remembering Christmas because Christmas is a powerful story that we often forget because we've become so familiar with it. We forget its power and its beauty and what, what it meant. It was a, a message that overturned an empire. We, we looked at those to whom it came, to shepherds and to magi, which weren't the right people. They weren't supposed to be the ones invited to the birth of a king. We looked at, at why Christmas happened. It, that Christmas star was set against the darkness of the eastern sky. And Christmas happened against the, the darkness of humanity. Christmas happened because we need it. We, we looked at, at where Christmas landed. It landed in an inn that had no room for Jesus. And that challenged us to consider whether or not we will make room for Jesus. Well, tonight, I want us to look at the manger. And I want us to remember Jesus. I want us to remember the message that Jesus actually brought when he came. You ever uh, have that moment where... Uh, you discover that something is a lot better than you thought it was. I think at Christmas, if we, if we really remember who Jesus is, we will discover that Christmas was even better than we thought. You ever have that moment where you've, you've sort of gotten used to something and you, you suddenly discover that there's something about it that you missed and it's better than you, you even knew before? Like you, you've just been getting something wrong for a while and then you figure out how to do it right and it's easier or better in some way. I, I saw this um, text thread between a, a husband and a wife and uh, he texted her, what do you want for lunch? And she said, can you get me a Caesar salad? But she spelled it C's like vision, her like belonging to a woman salad. Can you get me a C's her salad? And he texted back, you mean a Caesar salad? And she goes, oh, is that how you spell it? I've been saying it wrong all this time. You ever have that moment where you realize you've gotten something wrong all this time and then things get set right? 
Or, or it's like when you discover a, a shortcut key on your keyboard, you've been using the mouse and scrolling down the drop-down menus all this time, and you suddenly find a shortcut key, and now you feel like you're a, a hacker at the Pentagon because you're, you're so good with this shortcut key. It's like cut hours off of your life because you've figured out this, this faster, better way to do it. You've been doing it wrong all along. Um, I remember uh, when I first had a child, my daughter, uh, I remember how much I realized that I had not known about life before that. Um, because there was this new life in our house. And it was like nothing I had ever expected. Uh, before she came along, I had told my wife, yeah, I don't, I don't really want to have kids. And then I, we had this girl, and I would hold her, and I would sing Elvis like you do. You know, wise men say. And my wife would sit in the next room going, who is this blob of goo that my husband has become? <laughs> because I realized there was something I did not know about life all up until that point. And suddenly life was very different. Well, I think a lot of us have not yet realized how good God is. We've settled into a God who's familiar We've accepted the, the basic message of God, but we don't realize that there is more to discover. That God is even better than what we've settled for or gotten used to. I've been in ministry for 25 years this coming year. This, we're, I'm, I'm going to hit my 25th anniversary in ministry, and I am still to this day saying, I didn't realize that God was this good. Uh, I think as we remember Christmas, we'll discover that God is better than we thought. That's what real life is for me. It is a reminder that God is better than I knew. Every time I think about this church, every time I think about this congregation, it is a reminder to me that God is better than I thought. I mean, We've been around five years now. Look at this last five years. We've baptized over 130 people. That's one baptism every other week for five years. We've, we've seen people who weren't Christians become followers of Jesus. And we've seen people who were just pew potatoes suddenly become disciples of Jesus. We've built houses in Tijuana, Mexico for families in need. We've fed the homeless nearby. We've cared for unaccompanied migrant children at the Pomona Fairplex. And you all continue to amaze me with your graciousness and generosity as each week you reach out to neighbors to invite them into the community of faith and you bring up our children and our students in our ministries in the faith. This, this isn't normal church. I, I look at what's happened and what God has done here over the, the recent years. And I mean, I remember in 2019, we found this building by praying and driving around. And in 2021, God gave us a, a building in a preschool in Glendora. And now somebody has stepped forward and offered us a half a million dollar matching fund to allow us to buy the Valley Center property as well. And we didn't line any of that up. God just keeps amazing me. Real life is, for me, a reminder that God is better than I thought. I've been in ministry for almost 25 years now, and I still find myself all the time saying, I just didn't realize he was this good. That's what you all mean to me. And as we remember Christmas, I think we might discover 
that God is better than we thought. And that's because there's a difference between what we deserve and what we expect and what God actually wants for us. We deserve justice. Justice is getting what you deserve. We, we might hope for mercy, right? Mercy is not getting what you deserve, right? We might hope for mercy, but what God really wants to give us is grace. You understand the difference. Justice is getting what you deserve. We, as a species, corporately and individually, have rejected God, the creator of life. We've rejected the creator and sustainer of life. And the obvious logical consequence of rejecting the creator and sustainer of life is death. Obviously, if you reject life, the consequence is death. That's what we deserve. That would be just. Justice is us getting what we deserve. And we deserve death. Jesus would go to the cross to take that death for us to give us mercy. Justice is getting what you deserve, and mercy is not getting what you deserve. Mercy is being let off for what you deserve. There was this tradition at APU for many years where around graduation, um, a few students who were going into full-time mission work would be called forward, and the president would step up and say, uh, would call one of the students' names and the student would step forward and the president would say, you're graduating and you have $30,000 in school debt. An anonymous donor has paid your debt for you. Your, your debt is now paid in full. And of course, he was shocked and everybody applauded. And he would call another student's name. And she would come forward. And he would say, you have $50,000 in school debt. An anonymous donor has paid your debt. Your debt is paid in full. And of course, she'd just break down in tears. And then he'd call another student's name. And that student would step forward. And he would say, you have $100,000 in school debt. An anonymous donor has paid your debt. Your debt is paid in full. Happy graduation. Mercy is not getting what we deserve. It's being forgiven. And when Jesus went to the cross, he took upon himself all of our debt, everything we owed, the, the death that we owed for rejecting the creator of life. He took that on himself on the cross. And when you believe he did that for you, your debt is paid in full. The donor's name was Jesus. And he gave it for you. Live life well. We deserve justice. We might hope for mercy because that's what God promises us. But what I'm afraid we might miss, and we can go to, we can go to church for years and miss this. What I, I'm afraid we might miss is that even more than mercy, God wants to give us grace. And God's grace is this. He absolutely loves you. He doesn't just forgive you or tolerate you. He wants to be with you. His heart beats for you and nothing will make him stop pursuing you. God loves you. And that's his grace. 
we don't realize how good that grace is. But, but this is the message of Christmas. This is what Christmas is all about. This is why Christmas happened. Christmas is that moment where the author writes himself into his own story. He becomes the main character of the story and suddenly you know what the author thinks because the author has written himself into the book. It's the moment that the, the playwright or the director walks out on stage in the middle of the play and says, stop everything. I want to tell you what this play is about. I want to tell you why I wrote it. Here's what this play is for. Christmas is when the artist offers an interpretation of her own painting. And once the author has, once the artist has interpreted her work, it governs our interpretation of the work. Well, Christmas is that event in which the author walked out into the, the middle of the stage and said, let me tell you why I made all this. This is what it's about. And the message of Christmas is this. We deserve justice. He offers us mercy, but he wants for us grace. The message of Christmas is this. God forsook the glory and power and safety of heaven. When we had rejected him, when we were running away from him, when we were trying to see how much we could get away with without him looking, he, he at that moment forsook the power and glory and safety of heaven to take on the, the coldness of the manger to endure the growing pains through the teenage years to attain adult stature, to bear the loneliness of his calling as Messiah, to endure the heartbreak of the betrayal of his friends, and to suffer through the torture of the nails for you. Because he loves you. Because he wants to be with you. Because his heart beats for you and nothing will ever make him stop pursuing you. The message of Christmas is that we don't get justice. We get better than mercy. At Christmas, we receive grace. It's the gift that he wants to give you. Ask for it and it will be given to you. Look for it and you'll find it. Knock and the door will be open to you. You have all kinds of good gifts planned for people. If you're a parent or a grandparent, you know how to give good gifts to your children. And look at who you are. You're the one who rejected the creator of life. And you can still give good gifts to your kids. If you, who are evil, Jesus says, can do that, imagine how much better God gives God's gifts for you are. And so, the message of Christmas is a message that Jesus retells in one of his parables. When we go back to God with nothing to offer, he doesn't just tolerate us. He throws his arm around us. He brings us into the house. He gives us the keys to the house and the credit card, and he throws a party in our name. I'm not exaggerating. This is what Jesus teaches. It's one of his best parables. It's called the parable of the prodigal son. The parable of the runaway son. And I'll never forget the first moment I taught this parable to a classroom at a little university where I teach. 
And many of the students there come from other places in the world. They grew up in China or Japan or Mongolia, and they didn't necessarily grow up anywhere around a Christian church. They didn't grow up in a Christianized culture. And so many of them don't know the stories of Jesus. And I'll never forget the first time I told this story to a class. A father has two sons and the younger one goes to the father and says, give me my inheritance. You might as well be dead to me. I'm leaving. He takes his father's money and he goes and spends it on prostitutes and parties. When he is absolutely starving, he goes back to his dad, not expecting to be taken back into the house, but just to beg for a job, just to ask for mercy that he does not deserve. And as he approaches the house, the father sees him coming runs out and embraces him. Gives him the family ring, which they, they would have used as a credit card. Brings him into the house and says, we're going to throw a party. My son who is dead is alive again. He was lost and now he's found. I told that story to a class. And a woman sitting in the front row of my class started crying. And I said to her, are you okay? And she took a deep breath and said, it's just a beautiful story. And it is. The message of the prodigal son is the message of Christmas. When we were in open rebellion, he came to us, he lived among us, and he died for us. He loves you. And nothing will ever change that. And so, the text in Matthew 7 continues, do unto, the, unto other people as you would have them do to you. As a people who are deeply loved, you go and deeply love. And if you want to discover God's deep love for you, if you want to grow in that love, come do life with us at Real Life this year. We're going to go down to Tijuana and build a, a house or a church down there. We're going to bless some families in need. We're going to reach out to families in our neighborhood through a ministry called Alpha, where we in, invite people to a free dinner where we talk about who Jesus is. We're going to continue to feed the homeless. And this is kind of a, a news leak. We might start uh, di uh, distributing food from our own campuses uh, to people in need. If you want to know how deep God's love for you is, if you want to grow in that love, come do life with us at Real Life. You are deeply loved. In him, you don't face justice. You get mercy and much more. In Jesus, we receive grace. And that's the message of Christmas. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for how you love us. May we this year discover that you are even better than we thought. For anyone whose conscience is plagued with guilt or suspicion that you are holding a grudge against them, Whisper now into their hearts your deep forgiveness and your deep love. May they hear and feel and embrace the fact that you love us 
and that you want to spend time with us and that your heart beats for us and that you will never stop pursuing us. If anybody wants to embrace that for the first time, having never done so before, we can do it now in prayer. Just pray with me. Jesus, forgive my sins and the messes that I've made and wash away the past and set me free to new life. I believe in you. I believe that you are God and man, that you gave your life on the cross for us, and that you are the pathway to real life. Jesus, bless us as we gather around your manger and worship. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. Now, will you help us welcome others to real life? Share our podcast or find us on Facebook or Instagram at Real Life LA. If you'd like to become a supporter, please visit reallife.la and tap give to help us welcome everyone to real life. God bless and have a wonderful day.